What number is this? Bearded Carcast? I've lost... We've done so many. I've lost track. Welcome to the Bearded Carcast. I am Mike Pacheco. He is Dave Friedman, and we are getting ready for the holiday season. It's obviously crunch time in the NFL. Week 16 coming up this week, and we have a, a return trip to St. Louis coming up, Dave. This is episode five of season two. Yes, thank you. It's our post-signing day. It is our post-signing, yes. And we are headed to St. Louis tomorrow. Winthrop will play Southern Illinois on Saturday. We are recording all dressed up and ready to go for Winthrop and Maryland Eastern Shore at 11 a.m. today. But you have decided that this is a a non-tie game. Didn't you hear me? It's Winthrop and Maryland <laughs> Eastern Shore. I thought it was only the non-D1s that weren't getting the title. Well, Maryland Eastern Shore has lost 27 consecutive road, road games. games. Yeah. And 20 straight non-conference road games. Right. So, you know, when they win a couple well, more Well, the peanut games, gallery is asking where <laughs> uh, they're in Princess and Maryland. That's right. Which it's is the 40, eastern shore of Maryland. 40 miles west of Ocean City, 135 miles southeast of Baltimore, and 135 yeah. miles southeast of Washington. Yeah, it's right on the coast. It's right in between the Chesapeake Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. A founding member of the MIAC yeah. conference. It's and it's not too far from one of our old haunts, uh, Salisbury, Maryland. That's right. where uh, The Delmarva Shorebirds play. Yes. Yes. So the peanut gallery was uh, <laughs> uh, one of the ushers from the arena yeah. who just didn't realize that anything was really going on and just decided to ask us questions. Right. While we were because we're not wearing headsets and we don't look like we're, <laughs> we're engaged in anything. But... I feel as though, and I'm not sure exactly yeah. what the music being played in the background at the Coliseum is right now, and I'm not sure really about the music being played at most sporting events, but Maryland Eastern Shore, maybe their most famous alum, is the big man. The big man, Clarence Clemens. Clarence Clemens. I, I feel like it should be a, a Springsteen sort of uh, morning. The, the, the 5,000 kids under the age of 12 would, would really enjoy that. Now, I th- if, if we were on the ball here, I would think that uh, maybe some of the, the Netflix a Springsteen on Broadway special uh, when when he's talking about Clarence yeah. would would be played. And what I didn't realize uh, in doing the research for this, uh, Clarence Clemens went to Eastern Shore not just for music, uh, but to play football. And actually, he was a pretty good football player and had a tryout with the Browns. Well, Maryland Eastern Shore, who disbanded their football team in 1979, actually had a pretty great good, yeah. football program. They had four unbeaten seasons between 1947 and 1960. They had Four alums play in the 1968 Super Bowl, and Art Shell went Art there. Art Shell went there, too, I know. And they, I think they were teammates, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So there, there's some good history in Maryland Eastern Shore. Unfortunately for them, uh, the recent basketball history is not good, and therefore I'm not wearing a tie. <laughs> and there you have it. And, and now you know the rest of the story. No national signing day for no. Maryland Eastern Shore because no football. No, but I think the picture that we put on the, um, on the, the SoundCloud – we we need to get, we need to go back to the media room and we need to get a Winthrop hat or two Winthrop hats and we need to do like the our signing day. Okay, <laughs> who who are we signing in with? Well, I mean, obviously Winthrop. Have I we mean, been offered? Have we, have we been? I don't know. We might be walk on. We, we even preferred walk on. Well, what is, what is the transfer policy? Do we have to <laughs> sit out a year, or or can we leave immediately? I know I at least have one year of eligibility. Well, two years of eligibility left because uh, Merrimack disbanded our football program. After my junior year. So it doesn't say a lot about your football prowess when the school you were at disbands the program while you're there. <laughs> and then they brought it back eight years later. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to Division One next uh, next year or the year after. They're going yeah. to, to the uh, If we the found NEC. a media guide, would your name be in it as like uh, letter winners or something? Or has that portion of the history been forgotten? 
We, I would say, if there were a media guide, um, I don't know that it would it would be all faded, and I don't know that the the, the paper it would be like the constant. It would have to be like inside a protective case. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they did a media guide. I do have some rosters in a team photo. So, well, somewhere you should be documented as as having. Well, you know what happened. So this is funny. Um, yearbook or something. So uh, when they disbanded the program, like you know, this was kind of you know. Uh, early or actually late 80s so like 89 I guess when we disbanded or 90 90 when we disbanded it and uh, people went in and like rifled everything so like yeah. like the game films were taken because guys some guys are trying to transfer so I don't know what exists uh, yeah. left of the I think the only thing that's left in the archives is like an oral history <laughs> so signing day yesterday yeah. North Carolina I did not a, sign by the way eh, tough break yeah. uh, North Carolina turned around a, a quarterback who was supposed to go to Florida State and, and that's great for Mac Brown but by and large it is one of those days that it's hard to get excited for unless you were just a nutso college football fan well and I actually saw him play Dave uh, he played against Charlotte Catholic uh, you know my son goes to the, the middle school here in Charlotte and uh, plays football and so we we went to a couple of games and uh that kid, he's good. Like, I mean, just he was a man among boys. Right, but of all the people tweeting about him and posting about him and excited about him, you're one of like the thousand that have actually seen him play, and you have no idea whether he is good compared to the other guys going to ACC schools. And that's the problem with signing day. There is such a it's window knowledge dressing. gap. There, there are yeah. a handful of people. There, there are those few Paul Biancardi types that actually go and watch high school games, and everyone else is guessing. Well, it's kind of like, you know, back in the old days when you'd be, you know, walking through a downtown and all these stores would have all these uh, different wares, and you're like, wow, that'd be great. You know, you might walk in, it's a, it's a junk. You don't know. I mean, right. but it, it's, it's all window dressing. It's all – until you actually see these guys physically play and have two, three years under their belt, it's it's, it's a lot like, you know, you and I have talked about this with the NFL draft. Um, you know, sometimes, oh, this guy's going to be fantastic. You don't know. I mean, have you watched every single game? So Every recruit that's ever been signed is going to be a difference maker and well, the guy many, that changes the program. Well, even – I mean, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but I remember a former Winthrop – head basketball coach who told us about a couple of guys, oh, this will be the first NBA player from That's Winter. every coach everywhere yeah. for every guy they sign. Yeah. And that's good because you don't want to sign guys that you go, yeah, you know, I think this guy, you know, he might be able to play on third down as a junior and senior. That's not what you're signing guys for. But for the most part, you're, you're able to write these giant checks that you don't have to worry about cashing. Right. Right, it, it, it's a lot of fluff, and I'm not really sure why people get so worked because up about Because you know why? You know what? I'll tell you why. Because we are in such an instant gratification society that people want to know now, and there's so much access to information that you know but people get so. But valuable information isn't available because we don't actually know who's good or not. Right, but but even, but even look at the broader scope of society. I mean, look at just some of the stuff on the political side. People get so fired up over things, and they really don't know the whole story, or they don't know what. What, what the right facts are, and it, it is, I think we're just, it's almost like we're overloaded with information that sometimes we take information that maybe isn't as important and prop it up. Uh, you know, some of these guys, um, yeah, they'll be, they'll be studs. Some of these guys that signed yesterday will be stars. Most of them you might never ever hear from again. Yeah, that, that's, that's 100% right. The guys that we are aware of, though, that we are familiar with, that we do have a pretty good feel for, are the guys playing professional football. Right. And we now have just two weeks left 
in the regular season. And I feel like we know less now than we knew six or eight weeks ago. Well, and last week was such a, like a, um, you know when uh, you're following somebody and they bang a U-turn, or, or if you remember uh, Red October, when they're, they're chasing the Red October and all of a sudden does a crazy Ivan and does, you know, does it. That, that was week 15 in the NFL. They, it did a crazy Ivan. I mean, I mean the Seahawks losing, people didn't expect that happening. Uh, you know, Minnesota won. The, the Redskins won. The Rams looked terrible. And then, the, you know, the Panthers uh, couldn't score. Um, you know, everything was playing up for them into, in going into the week. And then everything during the weekend went the opposite way for the Panthers. The Panthers are done. Well, yeah, I mean, Cam Newton um, not being able to throw beyond the you know twenty yards downfield is oh, that hurts them. Is, that does hurt them. That that's not a good thing. But if you th- if you look at it this way too, Dave, what, a couple years ago in twenty fifteen when they were fifteen and one, they had I mean their uh, their two minute offense, you know their hurry up was, was I mean they were the best in the league obviously because they, they made it to the Super Bowl, one of the best in the league. Um, this year in the six game losing streak, both in the both at the end of the half and at the end of games. Their two-minute offense was horrible. I mean, they had chances in almost every one, except for the Pittsburgh game. In, in the last five games, they had chances in their last possession to tie or win the game. And, and, they, and they couldn't execute that. And part of that was because um, I think part of the magic of, of Cam is not just what everybody sees, which is the, the running and, the, and, and some of his intermediate passing, but the ability to stretch the field and go downfield. And he hasn't been able to do that. I mean, remember in the Baltimore game, they brought in Taylor Heineke, to throw a, a, a Hail Mary at the end. It, well, it ended up not being a Hail Mary, but it was a Hail Mary situation. They ended up throwing a great pass to, to Greg Olson getting a field goal. So, I mean, I think the fact that they were able to get what they've been able to get out of him has been good. Unfortunately, uh, it, didn't, it didn't result in any wins. We agreed a month ago, and I don't think either of us thought it was really even a possibility that if they finished the year with eight straight losses, that was curtains for the coaching staff and maybe the front office. They've lost six in a row, and now... Heineke is starting the next two games, but the people that I talk to, the the stuff that I read from people I trust, seems to say it is maybe 50-50 or better that, that Ron and Marty return. Well, and I think part of it, Dave, is because what we don't know, right? And now it, what's coming to light is that, you know, the, this Cam Newton shoulder thing is a bigger deal than maybe we all, we all thought it was going to be. Um, and, you know, how do you... You know, it's, you don't want to, it's not all on Cam's fault. I mean, it's not his fault they lost all those games. But, you know, does a healthy Cam, does a healthy Cam propel them to wins in those games? And, you know, I, I think it's it's probably prudent um, that, that that's a logical explanation. That, look, he wasn't healthy. And, you know, that you know Greg Olson has been out for a couple games. The, you know, the defense really uh, had to be kind of retooled a little bit from the coaching perspective. You know, Ron Rivera starting to call plays the last two weeks, and I think they probably had their best defensive game um, in weeks. Well, that's the thing. So Cam's been hurt, and they may lose eight straight to end the year, but A, it's not clear who would be better to replace Ron if you fired him. But I think it's – and I think your point, though, Dave, is it's this isn't like a structural issue. It's just uh, – it's just maybe a minor renovation in a few areas. Well, I I think it's more than that. I think they need a no, but I think that no, but I'm thinking that's what my th- thinking be internally is. Look, look, he wasn't healthy. We can make a fix here. We'll bring in a new coordinator. You know, I mean, and I'm not. Uh, you know, one of the reports over the weekend that was maybe Steve Wilkes would be back. But, uh, well, would be replaced in Arizona, and right, you would and think that he would come back. come back here. Um, 
so again, it's not. Uh, and again, it's the NFL, Dave. So it's like right. But y- despite all of this, yeah. talk about a new defensive coordinator. Talk about the team losing six straight. Cam Newton's certainly nowhere close to a hundred percent. Oh, by the way, the team that now seems to be clear-cut the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean, Vegas says that they have a better chance than anyone, and it's not close. Panthers almost beat them on Monday night. Right. But that's the thing about how the NFL has kind of emerged, and this is Pete Pete Rozelle's dream, was, you know, this sense of parity. Look at all the teams that are uh, between five and seven and – well, not five and seven. Yeah, five – well, like, uh, what am I thinking? Six and – what are we now? Yeah, there are a bunch of teams within a couple of games of 500. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's right. And the teams that we thought were really, really good, maybe early or midway through the right. year. I mean, but even the juggernauts look a little flawed. Well, there there are no juggernauts. I mean, the reason the Saints are looking like the favored is their defense. Defense, yeah. What? Excuse I know, me. I know. I mean, they've given up fewer points over the last month mm-hmm. than any other team in the league. So their offense, which was blazing, has really, really calmed down. You look at the Rams, they don't look like the right. same team. They've got offensive line problems. They can't run the ball. Gop has thrown six interceptions the last two weeks. You look at New England, it it just doesn't look right. They're like Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, one week they look like they're they're back to being who they are, and then the next week they look like the team. Not that everybody recently. W- no, Re- recently no, no, but I'm, just been bad. No, the last two weeks. But I'm, I'm saying if you go over the season, it's been like peaks and valleys for them. Yep, yep. And, and and the Chiefs, they were looking so great. Now they look very much flawed, and it, it, it's just unclear. I mean, there are people that think the Chargers are the best team in the NFL. And I think if you judge strictly by yeah. what you've watched, you can come to that conclusion. However, the likelihood is they're going to be the five seed in the AFC and have to play three road games to make yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm not putting my money on that equation. No, but if they are playing hot, I mean, we have seen wild card teams do that in the past. We, we've seen it, but if you think there's parity, if you think there are a lot of teams kind of similar, why would you take the hardest course. And that's why a team like Houston, who I haven't been on all year long, they win two games, and they have a difficult game this week, but they win two games, they've got a bye. I mean, all of a sudden, they are by home game and probably road game. And there were some people that were talking early on that maybe he should uh, Bill, O'Brien. Bill O'Brien should be fired. I still think Bill O'Brien should be fired. I, I don't think he gets the most out of that team, but it, it's amazing to see where the whole thing has gone. So it leads to an easy question. $10, free bet, put it on anybody, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Hmm. I still think the Rams. Yeah, I do too, but, I, but I'm not sure. But I'm not co- as confident as I might have been a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't I look I mean, the right. Saints... You know, with that defense, I mean, defense. And right now, the Rams would have to go to the Saints in the NFC Championship game. The Saints will be the favorite. But but the other thing that's, to me, the other thing that's intriguing about the Saints is that even though they're not playing as well offensively, they still have good balance. I mean, they can still get they can still get 150 yards rushing out of out of their running backs between Ingram and Kamara, and Drew Brees can still light you up. Yep. What about the AFC? In the AFC, uh, for new. I would be more confident in New England if they had a home bye. Um, so they're, if they and they may because they may Houston could lose this right. week. They the may. Patriots win twice and they, they get the bye. They may. I, I mean, I still think the class is is the Chiefs. 
Yeah, I, I do. But the Chargers, you know, the hot team late sometimes. I don't know. And, and if the Chiefs lose this week and they very well may, they're going to be the five seed and have yeah. to play three road right. games. Then you're looking at the Chargers. I mean, it is just so unsettled. Yeah. I mean, really, Baltimore has played as well as anybody in the league the last month, month and a half. But essentially playing Tim Tebow at quarterback <laughs> where they only run the game ball, right. that, that doesn't seem like a winning long-term formula. Now, does that mean uh, no, there's no truth to the rumor that uh, Lamar Jackson's uh, helmet is signed by the, the uh, or is, is in possession of the Trump Foundation? Is that I, I mean, I, I've never seen Tim Tebow and Lamar Jackson in the same place <laughs> at the same time. Um, it, 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 it's really interesting. This is the Bearded Carcast. You can follow us on iTunes and you can log on and listen on SoundCloud. You can send us emails, beardedcarcast at outlook.com. We are. Heading down the stretch, Mike, this is probably a good time to make a significant announcement about the car cast. I don't know what people's plans are New Year's Eve, but our, our, our year-long season special will be taped on the way to Florida State, on the way to Tallahassee on the 31st. So if you don't yet have plans, yeah. you know we'll get that out in the afternoon on yeah. the 31st, and, and you can you can sync it up and listen right up to midnight. Yeah, we should time it right so that the show ends at midnight. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like the way you think. Maybe we'll drop we'll drop it at midnight. Oh, drop it like at, you know, 11 if it goes an hour, or 11.15 if it goes 45 minutes, and, and you can hear us bring you into 2019. Now, I don't know what the odds are, so I, I, I won't put odds on this, but we may have a uh, studio audience for that trip. Wow. Yeah, for, well, the loyal listeners to the CarCast uh, know uh, know about John. Uh, he has expressed interest in coming to Florida State. Okay. I don't know that he understands the, the drive. I do, and I would not voluntarily I know, I know. go on it. That's, that's well, so, so Mrs. P wants to fly us down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like that idea. I like that idea better. But, uh, yeah, it's a long drive, but Florida State's playing really, really well. Oh, yeah, really well. So it should, be a, it should be a fun game. Leonard's team is... 10-1, and one, and their only loss is to Villanova. They've beaten Florida and LSU and Purdue. Of course, they went to the Elite Eight last year, so mm. that should be a fun game. I've had several people volunteer. Uh, they haven't given me the suggestions yet, but several people have reached out and said, hey, i got a great place for you in Florida State. And I'm like, well, okay, tell me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and let us know. We'll be in Carbondale Saturday. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah. not getting, you know, s- send us an email, beardedcarcast.outlook.com. I haven't heard a lot about Carbondale. Okay, I wanted to wrap up on this. Okay. Yeah, this is a Vermont story? Yes. Yeah, tell me about this. I, 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 I get the mail yesterday. Yeah. And there, there is a piece of mail yeah. that says on the outside, Vermont Unclaimed Property Ooh, Division Dave's getting State some cash. Treasurer's Office. I lived in Vermont shortly after yeah. I graduated from Syracuse yeah. University. I called women's basketball at UVM in 2003 right. and 2004. Yeah. Two winters, two winters in Burlington, in Burlington, Vermont. Now, that's the name of your. That's gonna be the name of your book, right? Two winters in Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, yeah, I survived, <laughs> and, and and Burlington's a wonderful, yeah, wonderful city, city. And, and UVM is is a good spot to work, and it didn't pay all the bills, so I would do kind of other odd mm-hmm. jobs. Didn't but you substitute teach? Did some substitute teaching. Did kind of why? Did some stringing for the right. newspaper and this, that, and the other. Now, when I got this letter, unclaimed property division, all I could think of was, 
each year when I left Vermont, yeah. I would leave a bunch of stuff <laughs> at the radio station as kind of yeah. free storage, right. figuring that if I came back, I would get it. Yeah. And if I didn't come back, yeah. it was a bunch of college stuff yeah. that you really didn't need right. anyway. Probably 10 years ago, someone from the station contacted me and basically <laughs> said, we've still got all your crap. Yeah. Do, do Are you, you coming back it? for it? And, and I was like, I mean, I'm not going to pick it up if you want to send yeah. it to me, you know, have at it. And they sent me, you know, a bunch of old sweaters and a bunch of kind of nothingness that I, that I didn't want. So I thought maybe there was some more stuff there. Right. So anyway, I opened up. I'm going to, can I make a guess? Yeah. I'm going to guess that uh, it was some sort of, like, uh, tax refund or something that you didn't get. Yeah. It is $166.23 yeah. from the South Burlington School District where I substitute taught. Yeah. Oh, so was that, was that a, like a, 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 a teaching check, a game it check? It says wages, payroll, or salary. Oh. For $166.23. Right. Now, was that like two cents. days, three days? How many days is that? Probably... Two, maybe. I don't know. Three. Nice. You got a little Christmas bonus. But I don't get it. This is from 2003 or 2004? What? Why does it take so long for it to find you? Uh, How did they find me Like now? Well, they have your social security number. They could have found me the last 15 years. Uh, I, I don't know. I just found this to be absolutely bizarre. Like, and then I was it, like, "It's like a cold case for uh, old salary and old uh, old property, totally." Property. And then yeah. I thought, like, for a while, I was like, "Maybe this is somehow a a ploy." Oh, like some, to get like, my you, you got to spend seventy dollars to get one hundred and sixty. No, I thought maybe it was a ploy to get my my information, my social security number, and such. And like, I, I'm pretty sure it's legit, but I, I just fifteen years later. Yeah. Huh. Found money, Dave. You, you, you opened up your jeans and you found $160. Yeah. I, I'll try not to spend it all take, in one place. No, take Nicole for a nice dinner when you're in San Francisco. Okay. Well, that, that's it. So so I, I can go to the website, missingmoney.vermont.gov. Nice. And uh, I think i got to fill this in, and, and, and maybe early next year we'll have uh, – We'll have an extra 160 bucks. We could we could put it towards the budget of the car cast. We could. What do we need for the car cast? What? More listeners. Should we buy <laughs> listeners? Buy listeners. Buy listeners like you buy Twitter followers. Sounds good. All right. That that that'll do it. We will be back on December 31st, and uh, you you can listen to us bringing in 2019. H- have you considered? Do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Um, I gotta lose weight. So the same one that same, everyone, same has as everyone else says. I don't have a unique yeah. one. Maybe get a better job. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the car cast will go global next yeah, year. Yeah, I like that. Or maybe the car cast will go away next year. <laughs> you know, the, the well, possibilities well, range. Would you say it's 50-50? <laughs> well, I mean, I think oh, everything, incoming. everything Basketball, in life is, right is 50-50, right? Yeah. Good pass. Oh, thanks. A left-hander. Left-hander. All right. Good stuff. Uh, time for basketball at the Coliseum in Rock Hill and then off to Carbondale tomorrow. But um, So we're both taking the Rams in a wide, wide, wide open NFL. We both like the Rams. War Eagle. War Eagle.